Welcome, one and all, for a one-year kickoff time. I'm Andre Salveson. Welcome. <laughs> you gotta be one and all. That, I, like that's pretty like good. You got your top hat Actually, on. Actually, that's pretty good. Your little baton. That's pretty good. Calm down. Would you have like a cape? You know what? what some when you're on the when you're on the forty-yard line kicking a fifty-seven-yard field goal in front of about thousand something, ten thousand people. You are going to feel sorry. You just went all carny mode like there. Welcome, one and all. Big tent. Come down to the circus. It's like Willy Wonka. I bring treats to all the good people. Ooh. Not you. And that's what I walked in here and, and you I had this my light bulb six, moment. I'm like, oh my gosh. You are so I went so- another day and I've. I forgot to get Ajay. You know, I hook due. you up with all these great pick six gifts for eight weeks straight. And you, and you know what's even... nice? We've kind of flipped where we normally hang out on the mics. What's kind of cool sitting here is I get to stare at this really cool Cubs logos over the years. Oh, here, I'll fix that. Hold on. And a uh, little cubby, you know, guy over there. And those are cool things that you got me. And oh, why'd you take it down? Well, the Cubs are taking themselves down. <laughs> this is a mer- metaphorical symbol. Yeah, all of a sudden, symbol. they've been in the hunt, and now all of a sudden they're kind of falling out. But we'll see. You Darvish, he's kind of figured it is, is he's coming back. He's, Come playoffs, you're going to choke, and I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Anyway, I sorry I forgot your pick six prize <laughs> for another day. That and more I'll coming up, up here on the Full Court Press. Hey, it's it an in-your-know kind of day. That's right. It is the... First in your know of the 2019 season for both football and basketball. Today we're talking Wake Forest Demon Deacons. We've got audio from Coach Clawson, from players. You'll hear from Stan Cotton in the 520 or 5 o'clock hour at 520. He'll join uh, Eric Franson. I'll be gone, but he'll join Eric Franson live uh, and he'll give you all the deets on what's going on in uh, Demon Deacon land as the Aggies get ready to head to Wake Forest for a Friday night showdown at 6 o'clock Mountain Time on YouTube Live TV. <laughs> That's really the. About I, the I don't know what else to tell you about it, man. Uh, it's uh, look, it's not unusual for a Utah State game to be featured online. I feel bad. I took that down. Hold on. Uh, yes, please correct that. Uh, but Utah State, one of the first games that was covered on and carried on Twitter. Uh, Utah State, one of the first games ever shown on Facebook. Uh, so we're we've become familiar with watching games online. And uh, as coach or coach, as Commissioner Craig Thompson calls them in a non-linear format, whatever. Um, Utah State game, like if you have Direct TV and it looks like you have the ACC Network channel, there have been a lot of problems with the ACC Network. Uh, delays, delays, delays. They they were supposedly finally making it official and ready to launch last week. I think there's still been some issues. Uh, I've known multiple people who have called DirecTV and said, hey, it's not showing up in my listings. This game is coming up, and they've been advertising it's going to be on the ACC network. Well, the word is that it's being blocked out in our area. Yeah, when I talked to DirecTV, when I talked to DirecTV, they said it's blacked out in our area. When someone else told me, they said the ACC network's not showing the game even in Wake Forest. Ridiculous. I, so I'm not totally sure exactly ridiculous. what's going on, but I I know the press release False says ACC Network, but don't believe it. It's actually going to be on YouTube Live TV. So YouTube TV, Hulu, Sling. Those are your options. I do know that up on the quad, up at Utah State, for this week of welcome that's going on this week, 
Thursday night, starting at 5, excuse me, Thursday night, Friday night, starting at 5, you're going to have a watch party. So if you're struggling to find a place to watch Utah State Friday night at Wake Forest, head up to the quad Friday night. They're going to be doing a big watch party. It's free. Watch it with a bunch of other Aggie friends. Uh, so that that's kind of your backup if you can't find another place to get it. You want to... You want to come over to my place and uh, watch uh, the game on YouTube Live TV? I'll, uh, I'll get us a couple cheeseburgers. Um, I think I've got some other plans, like somewhere else. Uh, doing something where I'm watching the game with other important people. Oh, well, if if it doesn't work out, will you give me a call? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll let you know. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I'll let you know where I'm watching it. You yeah, know, maybe. That- Maybe I could come over there. Yeah, if we if we have a spare seat, um, I'll let you know. Sounds good. Uh, hey, coming up today, again, it's a busy, busy, busy show of Wake Forest in the know. We're getting, you know, the offense, the defense, special teams, coaches, and everything in between about the Wake Forest team and Deacons. A lot to break down with them. It's a talented team, no doubt. But when you look at the roster and you look on the paper, both just, I mean, offensively and defensively, I feel like Utah State in both ways have got the upper hand against this team, Eric. I do too. Is that uh, too bold to no, say though? I, I, look, this is a team that went to a bowl game last year. They were seven and six. They won their bowl game. They've been to three straight bowl games, but they've not been really outstanding. Yes, the last time Utah State went to Wake Forest, they got hurt pretty badly. But that wasn't really a great team then for Utah State. There was a uh, quarterback that had plateaued that probably shouldn't have still been the starting quarterback. Uh, it was the first time we saw Jordan Love, and we got to see what the future was going to look like for USU. Um, but this is a Wake Forest team that has has some guys that went on to the NFL. Uh, they've got some guys that have graduated away that were key components of who they are. They still have some good, talented players back, but they've got some really big holes. And I think those are some of the places where they're they're young and inexperienced. On the other side, Utah State is very experienced. So it'll be really interesting to see how Utah State attacks Wake Forest. Uh, and I think that for those deficiencies that USU might have, uh, I think that, that uh, Wake Forest similarly has deficiencies, but USU is going to be able to attack those, I think, better than what how Wake Forest might attack USU and their deficiencies. So, And we'll get into what I mean by that a little bit later on, and we'll hear from some of the coaches and, and players that kind of uh, detail that. They they do have some of their uh, some of the, the top tacklers, top defensive players from last year are back. So they that probably is part of the strength of their team. There's been questions about who their starting quarterback was going to be that wasn't announced until a little bit later into camp. Both guys who played last year are back. Their leading quarterbacks are back. So there is some controversy there. Uh, who will be the the guy? And whoever it is, he's going to be looking over his shoulder a lot. Oh, so yeah. I, I think that Utah State's going to try to play off of that and with pressure and confusion and cause Wake Forest to second-guess themselves and the decisions that they've made leading up to the game. And, you know, you talk about the offensive line a little bit. I w- in fact, you'll hear from Coach Clonson in, in the second hour. He'll talk about this, that, in fact, the reporter says, hey, they have a young offensive line. 
how can you take advantage of that? And he, he goes on to talk about, look, they might be young, but because of the guy behind him named Jordan Love, it doesn't matter. He says it doesn't even matter, and he'll tell you why. Uh, but with that, Eric, with a young offensive line on the road at Wake Forest against a semi-experienced defensive line, a more experienced defensive backfield, any worries in that regard? Look, I they have one really good guy on the defensive line. It's the Bassey kid, right? Yes. He is good. Beside that, they're young. They're inexperienced. They do have some experience in this in the secondary. They've got a really good linebacker in Stranad. We'll hear from him a little bit later on. Uh they've got two corners that are pretty good, but there's a lot of youth and inexperience on that defense. So uh that's what'll be interesting is their experience playing in the ACC and some of their size and strength, uh, will Utah State be able to get through that and move the ball down the field? Um, will they be able to create gaps for Gerald Bright and Warren? Uh, will Jordan Love have time to throw? So um, they, I have to keep thinking that, yes, they have youth and an experience, but they're also an ACC school. Well, not a great ACC school. They still sometimes have access to more talent. I think, though, that Utah State will have tougher road challenges later in the season in their own conference. I think they'll have a tougher challenge at San Diego State. I think they'll have a more difficult challenge when they go to Fresno than what they're going to face this Friday night. But it's a great tune-up. It's a great measuring stick. And it doesn't matter, right, at the end of the day, if you win a conference championship or not, but it's an opportunity to get that elusive Power 5 win on the road and to set yourself up for what you would hope to be a great season and give you early confidence and momentum. Uh, you will, as uh, Eric already mentioned, you'll hear from uh, Cade Carney. He's the uh, 5'11", 215 senior running back. you also hear from Justin Strenad. He's a 6'3", 235-pounder senior. Uh, he'll be your starting uh, buck linebacker, so pretty much your... Uh, your middle guy, uh, with the, I I love the re- point that you brought up about, um, you know it's a good test for Utah State. By the way, it's a great test for Wake Forest. You're you'll and you'll hear Coach Clausen, like I said, in the five o'clock hour, but um, he talks about how someone you know I says, well, you know you've played kind of cupcake schedule openers for the last three or so years. What is it like to have to play a competitive opener? He goes, that's how I prefer it. And he says, but at the same time, like it challenges our kids, but at the same time, we are ready for that challenge. And you know, and I think when when you look at it, and this is kind of an you know off the wall point, but I think it's harder to get up for your season opener when you're playing Citadel, uh, Stony Brook, yeah, Prairie A and M or something, Tennessee Tech, something to that regard. But when, for example, Utah State's playing a Power 5 team on the road, it's a beatable team as well, or when Wake Forest is playing in a competitive Group 5 team, a team that's picked to be one of those... team that was in the top 25 last season. Yep, and who, by the way, on at least on Wake Forest's schedule, had the second most wins. Behind who? 15-0 Clemson. When you have that kind of competitive football team in Utah State, a team that's going to be competing for a New Year's Six Bowl, hopefully... Uh, from the Group 5 set of teams, this is a good thing for Wake Forest as well. Really, really good thing for Wake Forest 
And this will be a good test for him both offensively and defensively. Offensively, starring Jordan Love. Defensively, starring everybody. <laughs> really, everybody. And 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 you'll again. We'll get into Klaus in a while. Uh, again, you'll hear from uh, Justin about the uh, defense and what his thoughts are so far. And uh, Mr. Carney, the running back, on what his thoughts are on the offense. Eric, you're the one who did the audio for these two players. What are some of the things that stood out to you when they when they talked about Utah State? A lot of respect for USU. They also, from the defensive side, they their offense plays with pace. So defensively, they're not really intimidated by the pace and speed of the Aggies. Um, but uh, on the other side, there's some concern about USU defensively. Uh, you, Cade Carney has a lot of respect for what USU looks like defensively and what he's going to have to go up against um, and the type of pressure that they're going to bring. Um, and so uh, pressure, I think, is a key word that both players talked about that the defense is going to need, want to bring pressure on Love. They know he's a great quarterback, so they want to pressure him into making uncomfortable throws. And then Cade Carney on the other side realizes USU likes to bring the pressure too, and so he may be having to pick up blitzes, and, and they're going to try to come after his quarterback. So um, interesting to hear both of them. In, in fact, uh, Justin Stranad, he's their linebacker. He's a captain. Uh, he's a redshirt senior. He led the team in tackles last year. So great player for them coming back. And he he talks a little bit about just scouting USU and some of his observations about those great offensive weapons that Utah State does have coming back. Last year they had a really successful year, put up a lot of points. Um, it starts with their quarterback. He's a great player. He can really do everything. Um, and then their skill is just a lot of speed. Uh, the running back's a returning player. He was number eight last year. He's number one this year. He's going to be a very good player. And then um, their skill on the outside is just a lot of speedy guys who uh, we're looking to um, contain. And our offense goes tempos, like, kind of like theirs. So we'll be prepared for the tempo as the game goes along. Okay, here we go again. Do you remember when Tennessee Tech <laughs> coach came out? I was waiting for that. And, and, and said, well, really? Like, do you remember that? And he's like, oh, well. You know, we 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 haven't yeah, really got to prepare for it practice. because we've been seeing it every day in practice. Our number ones versus our number ones. <laughs> yeah, we'll be all right. And then forty-three to nothing at halftime. Later, it was oh, so that's what it's like playing a Division One football team. See, and and here, look, you as we already mentioned, Wake Forest is more talented than Tennessee Tech. Don't get me wrong, but you can't practice. You can't copycat the speed of Utah State's offense. You can't anywhere. You can try, but you can't copy it. And last year, I felt like it was even even more difficult to, to copycat just based on the set of receivers that Utah State had. From Tarver to Jalen Green to DJ Neal. I mean, good heck, when you think about how loaded it was. It's incredible. Uh, and so with that, uh, they can say they're ready for it, but you have no idea what it's really like until you pl- until you face it. And then we'll see if Wake Forest is really ready for it. Yeah, no, that's true. So, there's, because we've seen this before, a lot of teams will say, "Yeah, we play with pace," and then when they see USU, they're like, they're just blown out. That's like, not pace. Oh that's gosh. reckless abandon speed. Right. Um, it, it's just what they did last year. Teams weren't ready for it. They thought they were. They thought they tried to match it early, but then they settled back into, "Oh, we got to slow this thing down." So, what Wake Forest does 
on Friday will be interesting to see if they really do play with pace to the same level or if it's just kind of a little bit faster than plodding along. Um, I want to stick with Justin Strenad's comments. Um, we, we talked about the, the defensive line for Wake Forest. There is a lot of youth there. Uh, they do have the one great player coming back in Carlos Basham. They call him Boogie, um, but he's a six foot five, two hundred seventy five pound defensive end. Uh, he had sixty four tackles, eleven TFL, and uh, four and a half sacks. So very involved as a defensive lineman for Wake Forest. Uh, but besides him. It's a very young defensive line. Yeah, that's what I look at. I He's see, the only senior. I see a redshirt junior, two redshirt freshmen, and a sophomore. Uh, and so the question was posed to Stranad, like, those guys in front of you, how are they coming along? They did have an injury. Uh, Tyler Williams is going to be out. He's already been ruled out. Uh, but um, but Justin Stranad kind of alluded to the confidence that he feels that that group has, and he feels like they'll still be okay. Yeah, Boogie's had a great camp. Um, he does a great job of making plays on the ball, um, plays away from him. He's a great hustle player, and um, he can get after the quarterback. He's a great pass rusher, so we're lo- we look forward to getting him after the quarterback this year, along with the rest of our D-line. I think people like Rondell, um, Tyler Williams, before he got injured, was really developing. And um, I just think we have young guys that are continuing to develop on the D-line, and that's going to be an important key to this game, getting after the quarterback. A lot of talk about this boogie kid who stands at 6'1", 290 as a sophomore. Uh, when I watch, well, I guess you can't really tell no. a whole lot from film last year. Boogie, boogie is a senior, six foot five senior. You're looking at six five. Oh, I'm looking at okay. Deion Berger. Yeah, Bergen. sorry, sorry. It all looks the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, sorry, six five two seventy five red shirt. Redshirt junior. Junior. Okay. Yeah, Carlos uh, Basham. They call him Boogie. Uh, he's a force. Uh, when when you're def- you have a defensive end who's like, what was he third or fourth on the team in tackles? Uh, that's you know that's always what ideally what you want. Mm-hmm. You want to have one of those guys on the front, kind of leading the charge there defensively, and he was. Uh, very high up in what he was able to do. When I was able to watch disruption. When I was able to watch a little film on him, the first thing that stood out to me is his first move. His first step. Because that's what get I mean, and that, and that's usually with the majority of like JJ Watt, back in the day Peppers. Um, all the great defensive ends have a great first move or has really good speed on that first move, such is the case with Boogie. He is a monster to contain. And if he gets that good first step on you, He's he's gonna absolutely just blow by you all night long. So they gotta find a way to be able to contain his speed and keep him outside. So we can give Jordan at least a little bit of time to to make a decision. Right. That's that's where Are, it's gonna be. That's the matchup. That's where I. That's the one on one matchup to watch. Yep. Who does he? Where does he line up? And who gets that assignment to slow him down and disrupt him? Do you double team him? Uh, I, I think you have to wait and see. Yeah, I think you have to wait and see because the the rest of that that defensive front is inexperienced. Doesn't mean that they may not be talented, but they just they don't have the same level of experience that uh, that Basham has. So uh, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, they run a, a four down lineman, um, and it just depends on I think where he lines up and who's trying to. Slow him down on the other side for USU. 
Yeah, no, I uh, I absolutely agree. And in regards of, you know, the... But if he is disruptive, let me finish that thought, though. If, if he is disruptive and he really is creating havoc, then, yeah, maybe you do double-team him. Uh, I, I think that the USU offensive line has been tested really well over the last four weeks with their own defensive front going after them. So, I... Yes, USU's offensive line is young and inexperienced, and that is the big question mark for the Aggies heading into the season. But I believe they've been tested really pretty well over these last four weeks. Looking back at last year's film, and I know this is a, almost a new defensive or excuse me, uh, yeah, defensive line, but something that really stood out to me when I watched games against uh, Virginia and Clemson as well, if they if the offense has a good back, they can't tackle. They they had issues last year, tackling, um, especially on that, excuse me, on that front level, and and if 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 a guy, I mean, they're lucky Darwin Thompson isn't playing this year because if Darwin Thompson picks up speed, gets to the first level, you're done for at linebacker. I don't care who you are, you ain't catching him. But Gerald Bright's a little bit different, as is Warren. I think Burt might even get a few carries as well. Uh, just with that chain of different kind of backs that bring you a variety of. You know, you got the downhill, you've got a bruiser, and you've got a shifty guy. Uh, could create problems for Wake Forest if they're still having that issue of being able to tackle a football player. And if and if they get by that first level, you're in trouble once again. Yeah, uh, this Wake Forest has has some linebackers coming back. Uh, besides Stranad, Luke Masterson is another one. He's a redshirt junior. Uh, he had about a half as many tackles as Stranad did, but they've got some good size at their linebacker core. Six uh, three, Stranad is six foot three. Masterson is six foot two. Uh, their Mike linebacker Ryan Smenda, he's six foot two. So they've got they've got some good size and, and strength there, but um, they also have some youth and inexperience. So uh, and then on the edges, they've got some good corners, but they've got some inexperience as well with some of the other positions at safety. I I really am intrigued to see which group in the trenches really does stand tall despite the youth. Is it the USU offensive line or is it the young defensive line? Yeah. Um, and because I, I think that's where the key is going to be. Both teams like to run the ball, especially from Jamie Newman. First gap he sees, he likes to go. He's almost impatient at times. Well, watching him last year, we're a film on him last year, there were times where if he would have just given it a couple more seconds, routes open up for him. But he's so busy looking for a gap and a daylight so he can run through it. And I think that's where they all wake up for the Wake Forest offense got in trouble. In this regard, Jordan Love's a little bit more cool, calm, and relaxed in the pocket. He waits for his routes to progress, goes through his reads, and then makes the throw. If Wake Forest can get pressure on him, that will change. So it's going to be up to this. I mean, this USU offensive line is going to have to stand tall. I think the biggest key matchup for me is going to be, and I think you've already noted it as well, is going to be in the trenches, specifically the Utah State offensive line versus Wake, Wake Forest's defensive line. Wake Forest, defensively, they weren't great last year. No. They no. were like 116th uh-uh. in total defense. Yeah, very, yeah. 125th in red zone defense. If you got into the 20-yard line, you were going to score 92% of the time. This was a team that, that struggled in a lot of key areas defensively. Uh, Stranad said that he's hoping that his team does a little bit better job on defense this year. 
despite their youth and inexperience. All right, we got to take a break. Coming back, we'll get you. We'll get you more Wake Forest audio from players, especially from the running back. The offensive side of Kate Carney, he's a 5'11", 215 senior. He'll be leading the uh, backfield for the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. 1,000-yard rusher. BB&T Field, 6 o'clock Mountain Time on YouTube Live TV. It just makes me laugh every time I say it. Utah State Wake Forest, season opener for both teams, should be a dandy uh, this Friday night. Uh, well, also, Utah Jazz have made an announcement, a very big one, one that fans have been begging for for a while now, and finally get their wish, and it became courtesy of a really cool video. We'll get into more detail on that. Derek Franson, I'm Audrey Salveson, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent from Alpine Home Medical. If you're living with a respiratory illness and need oxygen therapy, a lightweight portable oxygen concentrator, or a POC for short, is perfect for protecting you from nasty air while you're out and about. They're super easy to travel with, and they're even allowed on airplanes. Right now, at Alpine Home Medical, if you purchase any POC, you'll get an extra travel battery valued at over $400 for free. But that's only at Alpine Home Medical. Visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. Experts tell us that the three areas of balance for proper health are exercise, nutrition, and sleep. This is Ryan, owner of My Mattress. And while My Mattress Store can't really help with exercise and nutrition, we can help with better sleep. If a person started today to live a balanced life in health, exercise, and sleep, uh, three things might happen. One, we might throw away the bag of peanut M&Ms that we have stashed. Two, we might get up off the couch and exercise. And three, we'd come buy a new mattress here at My Mattress. It's widely believed that once concrete sinks or settles, it must be replaced. Polylift Concrete Raising disproves that notion with their deep foam injection. This process stabilizes the soil under settled concrete, and it's ready to drive on within 15 minutes. Polylift raises sidewalks, driveways, and even concrete steps and porches. Their deep foam injection is an upgrade to standard concrete raising, and will get to the bottom of the issue guaranteed. Visit poly-lift.com for your free estimate. That's poly-lift.com, or call or text 435-999-9309. Polylift is locally owned and operated. I'm Nate Kreckman. This week in the Mountain West, it's the season preview edition of the show. Can Fresno State repeat as conference champs? Can Boise State hold off Jordan Love and Utah State in the Mountain Division? And who will be the sleeper? Hawaii, Air Force, or a surprise? It's all this week on the Mountain West Radio Network. Friday afternoon during the full court press on Sports Talk Radio 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. When the world's not perfect, when the world's not kind, if we have each other, then we'll both be fine. Don't you forget, Nate Craigman, this Friday, this week in the Mountain West, I'll come up for you. It's all back here. Mountain West football is back. Those are pretty well done. Uh, he, He just goes around the horn, goes through the league. This is what's going on. He's not taking a, a strong position over one school over another. He balances it out who they feature. They feature a different team each week or a different coach. But uh, it's a 30-minute program, and uh, we do that here on the Full Court Press tomorrow. Excuse me, not tomorrow, Friday. It'll be at 530, 530 when that will start. So it'll cut into us just a little bit, but that's I'm we're okay. Absolutely we're absolutely fine we're with happy because yeah. Nate Kreckman does a great job. And uh, we'll be airing that on Fridays, usually on Fridays. There might be a – no, on this station, yeah, it'll be every Friday. Um, and uh, all through the college football season. 
Utah State, one of the Mountain West contenders for a Mountain West Conference Championship this year, will be getting underway with their season on Friday night, 6 o'clock start against Wake Forest at BB&T Field. At 6 p.m. is the Mountain Time on YouTube Live TV, Hulu Live TV. Do not go to the ACC Network. You will not find it if you live here in Utah. Our condolences to you. Uh, Eric, let's let's get into more audio here. Let's, do you want to stick on the defensive side? Do you want to move to the offensive side well, here? Well, there were really two things, two more things from Justin Strenad that stood out to me. He's a, he's a great linebacker for Wake Forest. Redshirt senior, led the team in tackles, had, had a bunch of TFL tackles for loss last year. Um, and, but here's he had some key things to say. Talking about we've mentioned that they had a, some defensive struggles last year. They weren't really known as a great defensive team. And he's kind of hoping for something that goes a little bit better this year than last year. They do, I understand they do have a new defensive coordinator or some changes in their defensive coaching staff. Uh, but he seems to feel pretty confident. Yeah, I mean, I think we've wiped the uh, lens clean. Um, we're under Coach Hemphill now. Um, we got a new mindset. We play with a great effort, great discipline, and um, really just play hard, force turnovers, um, get lined up, and uh, the rest will take care of itself. Well, you sure as heck hope so, especially against Utah State's offense, which last year was blazing and was setting stupid records, school records, and uh, leading the Mountain West charge in regards to their offensive production, both points on the board and yards on the field. They need to be disciplined versus Utah State. They really do. If you, I mean, if you miss one assignment, Taylor Compton, Savon Scarver, Jordan Nathan, Caleb Reps, Yosem Manor, whoever it is, is going to get open. And, and you just can't let big Utah State loves to take advantage on big plays. When I watch, yeah, had, when I see this fall camp, it's big plays is what they really feast on, Eric. Right, explosives. That's the term that they like to talk about in college football. Anything that goes for uh, an offensive play that goes for 20 yards or more, that's considered an explosive play. Um, and on the opposite side, you'd call it a catastrophic play. If you're a defensive player yeah. and you gave up something like that, they usually call it catastrophic. Uh, but Or it resulted in a turnover. But for Utah State, uh, for the, the the type of weapons they have and their potential that's there, Stranad is aware of it. And interesting to note what he thinks his defensive keys are to have some success against the Aggies on Friday night. I think get pressure on them. Obviously, um, we got our D lines has to win up front. Um, and I think any quarterback when the pressure's in their face, I mean, it's not as smooth as a clean pocket. So we got to make it dirty and just get after them. That's such a big key. I know it's a state me the obvious here, but it really is, Eric. When you saw Jordan Love in the pocket having a chance to dance around and look at every single read, not once but twice, you were in trouble. You were It was lights out for you. But when teams like Boise State, Wyoming, and Colorado State got the pressure on him, that's when he got himself in trouble. He'd make bad decisions sometimes. Sometimes he'd rush a read when it wasn't there, and then he'd become a turnover. He did it a couple times. Uh, versus Boise State. I know he did it against Wyoming as well. Colorado State copied that blueprint of Wyoming's and nearly played it perfectly into where they actually really beat him. And so if you defensively can get pressure in Jordan Love's face, you definitely give yourself a chance in the fourth quarter. And that's all you could ask for if you're Wake Forest. Right. They know how good he is. They, they're, they've heard all the hype. Uh, we'll hear a little bit later on. Coach Clawson is had different NFL scouts oh, yeah. going through his camp over the last couple of weeks. And they all speak very highly of Jordan Love, saying he's going to be 
one of the top quarterbacks taken in the NFL draft if he decides to go next year. So they are very much aware of all the hype surrounding Jordan Love. And they're going to do their best to knock that off, to pressure him, to get after him, knock him around. So it's it's important that USU provides the protection, that the running backs or tight ends pick up those blitzes, and that he gets rid of the ball quickly, uh, that he makes a, a quick read and makes a quick, accurate read. On the other side, offensively for the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, they get the, uh, I mean, it was kind of a wacky, you know, in regards to the quarterback spot, it was, it was pretty crazy. And it ended up being Jamie Newman, who then led, uh, I believe, three or four f- like game-winning drives, all under two minutes, uh, got his team to a bowl game. And so now Jamie Newman comes back. He's a big kid. We've already talked about that. What is he, 6'4", six, 230. Is he a senior? He is a redshirt junior. Junior, okay. Uh, th- this offense can create problems for you, and again, that word discipline, I comes back to me again, because if you're not playing a summer football, Newman's going to look for a gap, and he likes to run. We heard Coach Anderson say that yesterday. Newman likes to run. He will try to force something to run, you and you know sometimes it pays off some, but sometimes it doesn't. In this case, if he can play a summer stand football. You're going to be all right. Another problem that Wake Forest can bring into this their offense is a kid by the name of Carney, their running back. Very good back. Very shifty. Can move well and can create yards on his own, which as a running back is a pretty high compliment, Eric. Yeah, kind of a physical back. Um, not necessarily known for breakaway speed, uh, but he uh, he's... He's excited to go up against a team in Utah State that was a top 25 team last year. He's seen Utah State before. Uh, it's not a, a, a soft team to go up against to get things started. So, um, yeah, he, he talked earlier this week that this team's excited to be going up against a top a former top 25 team in Utah State. Utah State's a very good football team. They're coming off a really good season. Uh, they've got good leadership. They've got the quarterback who's who's coming off a really good year, and and they've got a defense that's coming back with experience. So there's definitely a sense of urgency. This is a this is a big game, and this is a a big kickoff for our season. You get the feeling that when you listen to Coach Clawson, which you'll hear in the five o'clock hour, uh, when you listen to was it, is it Sternad? How do you, how do you pronounce it? Sternad. Sternad. Uh, and when you listen to Carney. Like, this game means something to them. Remember, the last time USC went to Wake Forest, Wake Forest handed their lunch to him and then walked him off the field and escorted him back to the bus. And so to have that, that, that almost urgent mentality of we have to go out and play well offensively, defensively, special teams in every facet, or we're going to get our butts handed to, uh, shows how excited Wake Forest is. This isn't just coach speak. They really are looking forward to a top G5 team coming to their house for a season opener. And by the way, on national television, which Coach Clawson said four years ago wasn't even a thing for Wake Forest. Unless, well, well, sort of national television. Yeah, doubt. There you go. Good point. That's a great <laughs> point. But four years ago, they weren't even considered for a Friday night game. Everybody was kind of waiting. Hey, when's basketball season coming up? Now it's a Friday night game quote-unquote, on national television versus one of the top teams uh, in the G5 group and a team that could be ranked in the top 25 by week five. And so I think that does create their sense of urgency and, and Utah State brings that excitement as they go to Demon Deacon land. Interesting that you use that term, sense of urgency. This Wake Forest team 
had some problems last year through the season with some injuries. And because of that, they didn't have very much quality depth. Guys that had opportunities beforehand that were good backups. So kind of threw in some guys that weren't ready for it. And that caused some real struggles for them last year. And Cade Carney talked a little bit about that. This There's a clear focus for the team this year to create opportunities for more depth. And as we've talked about, there's a lot of young guys that are slated as starters for this opener, but uh, this coaching staff doesn't want to get into a situation late in the year where all of a sudden they have to turn around and find some unproven guy to step into an important role. Um, So uh, let's hear what Cade had to say about that urgency of trying to create depth and then some reactions to what that might mean, what we might see. How does that translate to what we might see on Friday? Kind of what we've rolled into this year is the whole idea of sense of urgency, of creating depth early uh, before we need it, you know, and, and being in a situation going into the year where we can rely on two or three deep uh, to, to prepare and to be able to play as one. So I feel like that's something that we've taken in and, and some experience that I've been able to bring with me this season. One of the greatest things that coaches can do is plan ahead and to, like he said, create a depth chart, and that's what it is. It's, it's when, hey, when someone gets injured, we can have this. I think that's something Coach Wells did a tremendous job of. You think about it, they lost to Marcus Ingram, Shaq Bond. Uh, they lost someone else, too, to all season-ending injuries. And they just turned around and said, hey, it's next man up. And every guy was ready after that. That's what's amazing to me, Eric. Like, no one was like, oh, man, I don't feel prepared. Everybody below on the depth chart felt like they should be in the game, that they were starting caliber. That mentality set in, and so you almost didn't skip a beat with it defensively. Yeah, it's that's critical, that mentality, the belief that, hey, I should be a starter, but not pouting when you're not. Yeah, uh, that, being ready that, when you're supposed but, to be. But then being ready when you're supposed to be. That's a, that's a critical difference. So what I think that means by what we might see on Friday, what Cade Carney, their 1,000-yard rusher, what he's trying to illustrate is that I think you're going to see a lot of subs. Depth chart in the backfield? I think you're going to see not just there, but at a lot of different positions. Oh. So I, I think that this Wake Forest coaching staff may look at this game as, look, it's our home opener, right? It's against the top former top 25 team from a year ago. But we're trying to be better in the ACC than where people project us to be. So we want to make sure we have some depth and experience when we get into ACC play. So I think you're going to see a lot of guys rotating in and out, which for me, as an opposing team, I'd be happy for that because there's not consistency, there's not rhythm, uh, and you're going to have some live game action. Right, you're going to have some inexperienced guys out there in the mix. So if I'm Gary Anderson, I'm smiling ear to ear when I hear that. Here's Carney on his depth chart in the backfield running back position. Yeah, Christian, he's a guy that can he can run he can hit you on the edge and he's strong enough to bow up and block an inside linebacker. So he's really a utility guy that uh, that leans more towards the speed, which is a great compliment for the way that I run. So it'll be fun to I think have us both in the uh, in the backfield. By the way, in regards of starts for the Wake Forest football team. Uh, they have, uh, let's see, Carney, has, Carney had two starts. Washington had four. This is from last year. Heron, the offensive lineman, had one, as did Tom, Claude, and Robertson, offensive lineman, receiver, and receiver, respectively. Uh, only three guys started all 13 games. Boy, and if they're going to try and mix that in to give other people reps, that could be a nightmarish thing to have to deal with offensively, or at least for that position, and that 
facet of the game versus an experienced, Eric, an experienced defensive squad like Utah State. Right, and I want to get back to what to Carney was talking about there with Christian Beal Smith, redshirt sophomore, but he's 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 more of a speedster, so he's a different style than Carney. Um, he's also used as a, the kick return guy, so you're. I would not be surprised that we see both Carney and Beal Smith with significant carries, kind of splitting the load there. Um, again, it's a sophomore; they want to try to develop that depth, and so. Uh, Utah State will need to be aware of when he steps in, it may be more of a speed game, whereas Carney may be more of a power game. And then again, defensive pressure from USC is going to be key. Here's Carney on USC's defensive pressure and what it could cost. They're a good defense. They bring a lot of pressure. They bring a lot of exterior pressure. Um, the secondary is going to come and try to uh, disrupt the backfield, and uh, which just takes more preparation on our part, but we feel good about it. I think they've got a strong uh, defensive line, so we're going to have to come and, and buckle up and be ready to play a good, tough football game. And uh, They're a good defense, so we're going to have to uh, execute and, and be fundamentally sound to our offense, and uh, definitely um, we're going to have to you know, prepare and stay together and play four good quarters. It almost seems like whichever team is the first to make a mistake might be the one that's going to be doomed, and if you don't play, as two both teams are going to maybe overemphasize and maybe over-exaggerate that if they don't play near a perfect game, they're going to get crushed. Look, two years ago, was it two years ago? It was two years ago. Yep, it when was. these two teams faced each other back in Winston-Salem, Utah State didn't have any turnovers in that game. In fact, Utah State didn't have hardly any turnovers that season. It was a really low point for turnovers. Since then, Utah State has been on a tear with creating turnovers. Last year was amazing. All the talk about Utah State offensively is definitely warranted for what they did last year, but we don't talk enough about all the takeaways and the great things that Utah State did defensively last year. Utah State has some of those ball hawks coming back, has some of those guys that create fumbles coming back. So Utah State, last time they faced these guys, didn't create any turnovers, didn't wreak a lot of havoc. It's going to be a different story Friday. It's going to be a dandy at BB&T Field. Wake Forest, Utah State, season opener for both teams. 6 o'clock Mountain Time. On wherever you can find it. <laughs> Online. Can't find it on your television. Have Go fun, find it on have your fun computer. Have fun seeing your laptop. By the way, don't it's forget. It's a seven-day free trial for YouTube TV. So create your account, then cancel it a few days later. <laughs> so funny. Unless you want to do that and pay 50 bucks a month and use their services. Hey, don't forget. Region 11 High School Football also continues. Tomorrow night, it's the Rocky Mountain kickoff. Logan Preston at 6. And then 20 minutes after the conclusion of that game, Skyview versus Shelly, Idaho. Then on Friday night, you've got Box Elder at Mountain Crest. Uh, you've got uh, who else? Ridgeline and Farmington. Farmington's a very good football team, by the way. Uh, and Bear River in action. I can't remember who Bear River plays either. Bonneville. Bonneville. You can find, by the way, I'll stream all those games online at cashvalleydaily.com. Go to the sports page. You can find the links to where you can listen to the game or stream it. And again, Cash Valley Pick'em. Go to and go to cvpick'em.com and be able to pick your uh, winners of each game and see if you can win. What's the prize this week, by the way? Uh, this week, it is a $100 gift card to Complete Nutrition. And the, since they have this going on, you can get a, a 40% off on this. Uh, now you had to ask me that, and I don't have it in front of me. It's a prime... 
thing that you can do. Uh, you get a discount uh, on. And you were making fun of Court Bailey yesterday because <laughs> he was so vague. Uh, 40% on your purchase of Prime Drive. There you go. I was missing the drive part. But that's a the energy and weight loss formula. So it's going on to Complete Nutrition. All you got to do is mention that you heard about it on the radio, that you know they're participating in our Pick'em Contest. Um, so uh, go check that out. Go register. Because you, remember, you have to register earlier by, than normal yeah, by, by tomorrow. tomorrow afternoon because we have games Thursday night. So go check it out, and you can win a $100 gift card or gift certificate to Complete Nutrition. And if you win, then you're automatically entered to be a finalist for our grand prize, which is a 65-inch 4K television from Lens Audio and Video. Of course, we want to thank uh, the Logo Shop, Booster Club Headquarters for high school competitive teams and clubs for being our title sponsor of this really fun contest that we've got going on. So link is available on 1069thefan.com. Register, make your picks today, and uh, and you can see how others are, are making their picks too. All right, coming back, we're going to get you into season Utah Jazz News. They made a big announcement with a really cool video. We're going to get into that more. It's Eric Franson and Maj Salfson, 1069FM, 1390 AM. It's the Full Court Press. I'm Larry Gelwix, the getaway guru for Columbus travel. Run away to the sunny beaches of Hawaii. White sand beaches, blue ocean waters, and the spirit of aloha make Hawaii the perfect vacation getaway. And now you can get away to Hawaii with Columbus travel and Delta vacations. For the best travel deals on the planet, call Columbus travel. 800-373-3328 or online at columbusvacations.com. Thanks, Columbus. You probably have driven by several times and thought, I wonder what they do there. I'm talking about Third Gen Machine on the corner of 1400 North and 2nd West in Logan. They manufacture parts for almost anything from guns and bows to medical equipment. Business is growing and Third Gen Machine is hiring. Specifically, they need weekend operators and industrial maintenance mechanics. If you're ready for fun yet a challenging career, Google Third Gen Machine in Logan and click on Career. Third Gen Machine. That's the number three G-E-N machine. Equal opportunity employer. We all believe our team is the best. Whether you're a bobcat, a wolf, a grizzly, a mustang, or a riverhawk, we can all agree on one thing. Les Olson Company is the best choice for your office technology needs. So if you need to copy it, print it, scan it, or network it, Les Olson Company is there for all of your office technology needs. Just Les Olson it. Visit lesolsonit.com today. Company. Now is the time to sign up for the Patriot Day Invitational Golf Tournament on September 11th, benefiting the Marine Corps League Auxiliary, so join and pay tribute to local veterans. Enjoy a day of golf, fun prizes, and great food. The Patriot Day Invitational Golf Tournament is sponsored by Intermountain Logan Regional Hospital. Sign up your team today. Space is limited. Go to PatriotDayInvitational.com or call 435-752-2161. That's 435-752-2161. Presented by Cash Valley Chamber of Commerce. The best businesses in America use Rico because Rico is considered the highest quality when it comes to copiers and printers. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your authorized Rico dealer in Logan. We have the perfect machine for any mid-sized office. Rico's IMC 4500, leased at only $119 per month. Plus, you get service from a company that's won Rico's Circle of Excellence seven years in a row. Find us at valleyofficesystems.com. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
Ajay Salves and Eric France at 449 your time. We're already about ready to close up the uh, first hour. It's coming on just like that. Don't forget, second hour, we've got more. Stan Cotton, the radio play-by-play guy for the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, will join Eric at 520. I'll be absent. He also have audio from Coach Clawson. A lot of good stuff. He's very high on Utah State. He's very high on a specific player, namely Jordan Love of the Utah State Aggies. So you won't want to miss it all coming up in the second hour here on the Full Court Press. So 106.9 FM, 1390 in the fan. Uh, Eric, a big announcement from the Utah Jazz just uh, earlier today. They have decided, finally, the fans get what they want. It has been pleaded and begged for. Russell will inbound at half court. Works a shot clock down the middle of the bail van. Oh my! Stock on the run. Beautiful pass. No looker. Beautiful touch with a gentle push to the mount arc. The old cowhide globe hits home. Contact, no call. Scoop! It doesn't get any better than this. You gotta love it, baby! If that doesn't give you chills, if that doesn't give you goosebumps, if your hair's not standing on your oh arms, my gosh. get the hell out of my state. That is so cool. You I don't want to you see here. the video. I mean, you just you heard the audio. It it's, doesn't do it justice. It's a mix of old Hot Rod Hundley calls with Craig Bowlerjack, and the way that they've integrated it with the video, it, it's like video footage of games where they've like made it kind of cartoonish. Yep. And they're in the old jerseys, the the purple and mountain blue jerseys. with the mountains. And the time when the Jazz may had their finals run and it's interspersed with like a, a John Stockton or Carl Malone with current Jazz players. So Mike Colling throws a sidearm pass, finds Carl Malone for a hammer dunk. Right, or John Stockton lobs one up and Rudy Gobert throws it down. <laughs> It's so cool the way they put it together. <laughs> That's right. The Utah Jazz have announced that they're going to bring back the throwback uniforms. We were talking about the 1997-98 and I guess a year earlier but during one of the most successful periods in franchise history of the Utah Jazz. The Purple Mountain jerseys are coming back, Eric. They are probably the ugliest jerseys. No, they're I was not. never a fan oh, of the color combination. Shame on you. It was blue Shame and purple, on you. and then they had the brown in the circle. It was just really weird. Oh, my God. I was God. never a fan of it, but it was from one of the, the, undoubtedly, the most successful era of the Utah Jazz, and we're coming into a new era of the Utah Jazz where the hype surrounding this team could be at that same or similar level. So it's really cool that they're doing it. They showed an image of the mock-up of the floor, of the of the gym floor, the, the court, and it looks like the old court back in those late 90s. And it looks, it looks just cool. like it. It looks cool. And the exciting thing for us is, is that they'll have specific games. Eric, do you have the dates of those games by chance of when they're going to— I think the first game is going to be October 19th. Do you know who they play that night, by the way? Uh, you had to ask that. Yeah, I should have looked it up, and I just haven't had a chance. Um, by the way, our movie quiz is going to be delayed until yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, you see what I wrote down during the break? Yeah, not happening. Movie so. quiz, giant question mark. Movie. <laughs> by the way, they're calling it Mountain Time, hashtag Mountain Time. I like it. Uh, Mike Connolly, he retweeted it with hashtag Purple Rain, as in R-E-I-G-N. Very clever. So, yeah, it's it's... It's definitely the throwback. Uh, it looks really cool the way that they've done it. Uh, it will be debuted on October 19th 
I'm not seeing who it is that they play that night. Well, cross-reference it with the, uh, the regular <laughs> schedule. But anyway, it'll they'll use it on a number of different occasions oh, throughout is. the year. Here, we got it right here. Let's do... Oh, they didn't even list the dates. You know, people, you could do better on your website. Uh, we, we don't have the dates officially listed, but again, opening debut of these oh, uniforms will be October 19th. That's, that's not a game. That's a, oh, that's that's a, a celebration, yeah, for the upcoming year. Oh. But that's where you can get exclusive gear and see the court. and So... See the, the the classic throwback. Yeah, that's uh, I. It's going to be really. Um, I so think that, it, I, I think it's right court, to do that court in those those that design. Nineteen ninety six to two thousand four. I'd forgotten that they used it for that long. Wait, when did you, when was the dates? Nineteen ninety six through two thousand four. Oh, cool. All right, we got to take a break. Come back. We'll wrap up the first hour and we'll get you ready for the second hour. Eric Franson will be here. I'll be absent, but again, you got Stan Cotton. Wake Forest Radio play-by-play for the Demon Deacons coming on at 520. You'll have Dan Clausen Audio, uh, head coach for the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, and more. That's all coming up on the Full Court Press. Audrey Salas and Eric Franson on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Rocky Mountain Kickoff is back Thursday night, August 29th on Merlin Olsen Field at the USU Football Stadium featuring two high school football games. First game at 6 p.m., the Logan Grizzlies versus the Preston Indians. The second game features the Skyview Bobcats and the Shelly Russets. One $7 admission gets you both games. Also that night, two lucky spectators will have a chance to kick a field goal and win $100,000. The Rocky Mountain Kickoff, Thursday, August 29th at the USU Football Stadium. Tickets on sale now at Logan High, Skyview High, Stokes Market in Preston, and the USU Ticket Office. Cash Valley Bank continues to grow with a new branch now open in Smithfield. This is Daryl Simmons, personal banker with Cash Valley Bank. The new Smithfield location will be convenient for existing customers and an opportunity for new friends to discover what a great financial partner you'll find in Cash Valley Bank. We're anxious to get to know you and invite you to stop by and say hello. Cash Valley Bank's newest location, now open at the corner of Center and Main in Smithfield, Utah. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. That's right, it's Eric France and Andre Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Uh, don't forget this week of the Mountain West on Friday at 5.30. We'll get your preview for the Mountain West Conference of football as week one is on its way here just shortly. BYU-Utah tomorrow starts there, uh, begins their season with an in-state rivalry. Eric, it's a six and a half for in favor of Utah. You cover? That line has come down a little bit uh, from where it was earlier. I take Utah to cover. With ease. I don't think I don't think it's going to be close. You do, don't I you? I think it will. It may be more like in that seven to ten range, maybe closer to the ten point range, but not within six and a half. I take Utah. I take Utah by I, I think seventeen. Ooh, you're going with a blowout. I really do. I I just look if this Utah team is being picked to make a college football playoff appearance or a Rose Bowl appearance, you shouldn't be letting BYU be close to you. USC, sure. Washington, sure. But but nobody else. Uh, and uh, tomorrow night, we'd, we'd encourage you to go up to USU. Doubleheader, Rocky Mountain kickoff, Logan and Skyview. I'm go Dan check it Patrick, out. and this is Above the Noise. Andrew Luck's retirement has brought back an important topic in the NFL, just how physically damaging the sport can be. In addition to Luck's shocking announcement, former Patriot tight end Rob Gronkowski discussed the toll the sport took on his body. 
Said he could barely walk after games and he just turned 30. This topic touches a nerve in and outside the league. You'd think that fans would be more sympathetic. We now know so much about what football can do to the body. Other people say you're getting paid a lot of money, suck it up and go out there. Maybe there's a fear that Luck and Gronkowski are just the beginning and eventually more players we love to watch will drop out. That's not happening yet. I'm not sure it ever will, but that doesn't mean the conversation isn't an important one. Luck and Gronk are good reminders. We shouldn't lose sight of the incredible physical toll that playing professional football can have on its players. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.